Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Bleachers, the Speakers. I'm your host, June, and welcome to today's show, Who Will Be Kings? I am here with my uh, co-host, B. Foster, uh, my comrades and affiliates from Chicago Bears, uh, Pay, and my my buddy Dave from Minnesota. I'm going to let them explain them, uh, introduce themselves as well, and they'll let you know where you can find their show. Dave, introduce hey, everybody. the people. First off, I want to congratulate you two on your first ever NFC North title. <laughs> well earned. Very good, gentlemen. Very good. None of us have, uh, you know, any heartbreak over that. You have the Packers that are quasi in rebuild. You have the Bears in rebuild, and the Vikings are all in a mass unit and. So, you did it. I'm we happy for you. Congratulations. <laughs> All hail the new king. And by the way, if folks are curious, you can find me over on Vikings First and Skull. We are the Fans First Sports Network's Vikings affiliate. Hey, how's it going over there? Man, I got to follow that up, man. Congratulations again, Detroit. You took care of business from start to finish. I, I, you know, congratulations to you guys. But for me, just handling business over here in Chicago, man, just trying to keep our head low, get down to the grind, trying to have us a, a end of the season, get some type of uh, uh, inertia going ahead into the next season. And maybe we can, you know, pull off a lines. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Foster. Yeah, it's Foster, the other half of uh, Bleachers to Speakers. I'm feeling real, real good, real accomplished, and uh, 
I am uh, excited for what is to come because we got some uh, we got some games ahead, some important games ahead. Still, and uh, I know you saw the comment, Raj. You are wrong. Um, I didn't mean to put that comment. Yeah, you threw it up there. I just clicked on it and then I read it. Like, hold on, (laughs) that was for Roger. I gotta, I gotta read the comments before I put them up there. Gotta filter. Gotta screen the clients. Yeah, I gotta. I definitely gotta read the comments before I put them up there. Oh, when you um, start getting the porn bots, right? That's when you know you made it, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, let's slow down. We, we, we know we we won the division for the first time in thirty years. We'll get the bots later. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We're gonna uh, make sure. Uh, <laughs> I, Raj, stop, man. <laughs> Raj, stop. Uh, well, we had a very interesting game uh, versus Minnesota. Dave, if you want to uh, give you a re- quick recap on what happened versus the Lions, um, then Foster, you can you know say what happened from your uh, vision there. Yeah, the Vikings lost after four turnovers, interceptions by our quarterback, starting quarterback Nick Mullins. It. Uh, we kept it within one score, but we couldn't pull it out in the end, no matter the heroics by Justin Jefferson, who was absolutely fantastic in the game. And golly. He's... But it just, we took three major injuries. Two of them are players are done. The one and only TJ Hawkinson, your f- former tight end, is done for the year, mm. probably a year, with a torn ACL and MCL on a what is a questionable hit, but it it is what it is. We lost DJ Wanham, our opposite side edge from Daniil Hunter. He popped a quad. Luckily, it didn't pull off completely from his hip or he'd be out even longer. He is a free agent. There's no way he's going to be ready for the March physicals. And uh, Jordan Addison, our wide receiver, too, also went down during the game and we kept it close and it is what it is, but it's, we came up short and now we have to win out. If we want a chance basically to make the playoffs, if we went out, we have a 95% chance, but that requires that either Seattle or LA lose one of their games. And to answer Rogers questions, are the Vikings going to sign Kirk cousins? I have no idea. Tell you the truth. It's interesting. There's a lot of fans on my side that are screaming. See, we need to sign Kirk cousins. All these backups can't play football. Like he can give him a blank check. And there's others. They're like, no, don't do that. So, I have no idea what the front office is thinking, whether they plan on doing that, whether the owners plan on doing it. The owners love him. So it's possible, but I don't know. He'll be, he'll be 36 bleh, next year, coming off an Achilles rupture. Mm. That's, that's up there for quarterbacks. So yeah. I don't know. We may be, especially figuring out how we may end up, Say we lose the next two games. We may be, we'll definitely be a top 10 pick. And if everything went right, which it won't, we could be as high as top five. 
are we going for our quarterback of the future is the question. And Roger, I don't know where, how Kirk Cousins is going to play into that. And yes, he may very well get a check next year because there's been enough backup player, backup quarterbacks across the league this season. Some team's going to take a chance on him, but he won't be ready for a March physical anywhere. Any team that wants to sign him is going to have to take it on faith. Mm. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, but Nick Mullins, he played pretty well. He had a few mistakes, but he, he threw he, 400 yards. Yeah, threw for over 400 yards. That was <laughs> remarkable. But there's times when you look at Nick Mullins and go, my God, he could be good. Yeah. And then he has the, the, the bonehead gene where he just launches, you know, pick after pick after pick. And it just drives you crazy. Yeah, he golfs it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't! Are we really going to do that? He's not that bad. We call him uh, like Brett Favre light. Yeah, yeah. Foster, what did you see? Do that. What did you see in the game, Foster? Well, offensively, I, I, we saw another uh, another good performance from uh, Jared Goff. He was thirty of forty for two hundred fifty-seven yards. Uh, we had a balanced running attack. Uh, Gibbs ended up with eighty yards rushing and two touchdowns. Montgomery had. Uh, one touchdown as well. Uh, St. Brown had an exceptional game. He had 12 receptions for over 100 yards for the touchdown. And um, and J-Mo was, was pretty active as well, which is always always a plus to see. Um, as far as defensively, uh, like you said, Mullins did get 400 yards passing, but we, we, we were able to stop the run. They, they, there was no attack rushing-wise. And um, our our secondary was able to make enough plays to to get the job done. You know, Brian Branch had an interception. He had a sack as well. Uh, if he had the game winning interception, he had two sacks. And Kirby Joseph also had two interceptions, <laughs> including the the pick where he kind of uh, prematurely started celebrating and was like, ah, why would you do that? But anyways, yeah, um, yeah, it, it was good to see Kirby because Kirby has struggled a little bit this year. Um, Branch is the highest rated is the highest rated uh, uh, member of the secondary in all of rookies. So he has been a, a great pickup for us. And if he has just come out of nowhere and uh, uh, if he has come out of nowhere and has been a major playmaker and um, we're, we're starting to click it at, at just the right time because, uh, you know, we got playoffs ahead. We got to a tough Dallas team and uh yeah the, the Vikings gave us everything we could handle though you know Hawkinson's obviously Hawkinson obviously got hurt Addison got hurt but Powell Jefferson Osborne they kind of took their turn get you know getting off a little bit so I told uh, you they have a fleet they have a fleet of receivers yeah yeah so I I'll be glad when <laughs> when they're out the way but we got we got more we got more uh we got more help coming, and you know I'll talk about it later on in the in the show. But who's better, golf or St- Stafford? Uh, Stafford. <laughs> we'll see how the season ends because I might spin <laughs> the block on that. I yeah, um, my I I'll answer that. I'll say Stafford, but hey, it is what it is. Golf has I'm been kidding. solid. I mean, has solid. Huh? Has he? You said what? Has has golf been? Yeah, has he been solid? 
He's, he's, he's had some very good games. Four thousand yards passing. This is the number. We're what top top three offense right now. That's your that's your quarterback. He's thrown for close to four thousand yards again. <laughs> if, if that's not solid, but I don't versus know. Chicago versus I mean, Chicago. I will. You know, I can understand based upon what you've seen how you might how you might. Uh, but you know, he's had some. He's had some real good games. Denver, yes. he had the five touchdown game. Yeah, I mean, solid is is pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. Stafford had some rough years in it. I mean, Stafford wasn't just a a, a Super Bowl. I mean, not a, a Pro Bowl quarterback year in and year out. He was good, but he he had Calvin Johnson. Yeah, hey. got St. Brown. <laughs> he is he is no Calvin Johnson though. No, he no, but he, 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 I mean, he does make a lot of pa- bad passes look good. Though. If you get into stats, DVOA has Goff as the fourth rated quarterback in the league right now. You can pretty much say he's been solid. I mean, you look at, you look at your Jalen Hurts's and your, your Brock Purdy's. These are the top, these are the top teams anyways. Who, who is on the up? right now and who is on the down it's golf right now it's not purdy mm. purdy is not purdy right now oh that was a good one yeah but Francisco's right purdy's ranked number one in dboa on the season and Just that's a little surprise you know. that that is surprising but I, well, it is but it isn't and then comes tua and josh allen then golf prescott and stafford Stafford's right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm curious, where is he? I gotta scroll down. Let's see if I can find Justin Fields. I need to go oh. to at least to the second page. Yeah, keep yeah, keep scrolling. <laughs> be a scroll. You know, I don't know if we have enough time for that. Why does he keep saying golf? <laughs> golf. <laughs> yeah, um, no, the way he's got to spell this is golf. Foster, look at that from Sellis. <laughs> Sellis. <laughs> I want to take that down. I just... <laughs> Club, clubbed up. Clubbed it up. Is. Did you did you find Fields? I found Fields. Oh, okay. He's way, way down there. He's on the second page, and I'm sorting them by 50. Um, hey, no, him, so he's hey. not that bad. He's... Let's see. Six sevenths from the bottom. You said what? He's seventh from the bottom of all all quarterbacks that have started this year. That's bad. In terms of DVOA. In terms of DVOA. Yes. Yeah, I don't even know what is what is DVOA. That's like a, a, it's, a metric of. It's a metric done by Aaron Schatz originally from Football Outsiders. Uh, Football Outsiders no longer exists. He moved over to uh, uh, FTN Fantasy. Where he's got his stuff now. And DVOA, if you want the definition, they go basically, they take their formula takes strength of schedule, what's left on the schedule, different things into how they figure it out. And then they place players above and below. A lot of their scores are plus or minus. Zero being average, and then plus above and 
minus below. But when it comes to DVOA for quarterbacks, that's a different sort of deal. But it's showing him pretty good. Yeah. And speaking of which, the Bears had a game uh, this weekend as well. Uh, they won again. And I'm going to let Pay talk about his Bears. Yeah. We've reached the point of the season of where where we usually are, do we need to win this game? Uh, <laughs> I, in the preview episode of the Bear Claw, I, I was saying, you know, emphatically, it's not the worst thing if we were to lose to the Arizona Cardinals, but it seems like the Arizona Cardinals have has punted, punted on their season. I don't remember the last time they won. Well, they did. They won a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers recently, so it hasn't been that long. Um, but they came in lifeless. Uh, the Bears got them out the paint. Real quick, I, I blinked. It was ten nothing, and the Bears didn't. The Bears, are, they're not that. They weren't that crisp at any point of that game. The defense has just been outstanding, at for the last ten weeks. Um, I think we're a top seven defense in the la- in that span. Uh, mm-hmm. The offense is confounding. I think that's the best word. Like like you used fair for golf. I think. The word of the day for the Bears offense is confounding. One one day it's professional looking, another day it looks like a middling high school offense. Um, the offensive coordinator, Luke Getze and Justin Fields, they, they're headed for a breakup. Don't know if it's going to be a double breakup, but those two can't coexist anymore. They they got into a shouting match on uh, during the game over formations. And uh, if you've been following them, there's been a little sp- you know, sniping going back and forth between the two in the in the media. Um, Luke Getze praising Tyler Tyson Badgett why he was the starter, saying this is how this is how he needs his offense to be ran. And Tyson Badgett is again an undrafted quarterback from a, a from a Division Seven school or something like that. Uh, and you know, Justin saying you know the 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 offensive coordinator is overloading him with too much information. He needs to just play his game. So it's been it, that toxic relationship is going to, it, it's got two weeks left on it and then there's going to be a split. It's more than likely going to be Getsy getting up out of here and Justin remaining for his last um, contracted year. And we see what we do in the draft. But as far as this game goes, Bears won. They improved, improved to six and nine, which is a, I use that word very loosely, it is an improvement. If you've been watching for week to week, you can, it has, this has not been a good season, but six and nine after a three and 14 season, it's, I mean, that you can write home about that, but the bears uh, still needing some more pieces. We're going to take yeah, a 10 second. Um, hold on, pay. We're going to take a quick 10 second break and we'll come back on the other side. And we'll continue this. We're back. Go ahead, pay and finish your, your statement there, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's close it out. It's uh, the bears need a lot of pieces. They didn't necessarily need to keep Arizona that close to the number one spot. They should have let Arizona win that game just, but you know, I guess people are playing for their jobs. So it is what it is. 
Okay. Um, I do not have a picture to put up for the remaining games, but Dave, you can tell us what I know what games you got left. I pay attention to you guys pretty good. But for those that are watching, you can let them know what's left on the schedule for you guys. You can do the same pay. And Foster, you can finish up with who the Lions have next. Well, the Vikings have next the dreaded border rival, (laughs) the Green Bay Packers, that team from Wisconsin, the land of cheese, with a professional quarterback named Love. And it's going to be interesting to see, does he play well? Does he not play well? Because he's been both this season many times. We're hosting him in our house at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's going to be interesting to see who we start at quarterback because there's debate. We had Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall splitting first-team snaps today in practice. Mm. I don't know who's going to start. It should be interesting. Either way, I don't think it's going to matter a whole bunch. The Vikings are still favored by two with all our injuries, and that surprises me. But it's going to be interesting. If we win, if the Vikings take on the Packers and defeat them, that means we will eliminate them, any chances for them to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And that is always a good thing and all three of us on this program relish doing just that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you have Green Bay, and then following that, you have the Lions again. Affirmative. In your house this time. Yeah. Now, the question is, are you going to be playing for the one seed at that time, or are you going to be resting players and we get to see Teddy Bridgewater one more time before he retires. Right. It's going to be really interesting because every uh, everybody's sitting at 11 and four at the top of uh, the league. Right. Um, this week will tell it all what the Lions do versus uh, Dallas. That'll tell you what, what they're going to do in the last game of the season. So, um, hey, if you want to tell who you got left on the schedule and um, – We've got the Atlanta Falcons this this coming Sunday. Um, after that, we ha- we end our season with your favorite team, Dave, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> and I can just tell you right now, Bears are going two and zero. There you go. They talk pay. There we go. <laughs> go two and zero and tie our record. Yes, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> hey, we uh we may have won as many as we're going to win all season, so I can't. If the Bears win two games, hell, they move ahead of us. Yeah, I'm all for that. Hey, the Bears still get the number one pick. Yeah, okay. and you can think, <sighs> but again, Harrison. Speak- The Packers almost the Packers almost uh, played played us out of that number one pick this past Sunday. So I'm not too sure. It, it, more reason why we hate the Packers. Yes, exactly. And uh, but Carolina couldn't hold on. It would have been funny if they did, but they couldn't. And I had relief for you once I saw that game end, knowing that you still have the first pick. And whether you're picking quarterback or Harrison Jr., 
I have no idea. Mm. I said uh, no, not at number one. We're not taking a wide receiver. Not at yeah. number one. Get the Maserati Marv. <laughs> what we can we do, do the draft after the season when we do this show. We'll all be talking about our draft strategies and oh, that's gonna be who fun. We might be targeting and mm. who we might not, and how to influence the other people's team. To, oh, you need to draft a kicker there, right? <laughs> that's what you need, <laughs> boss. Who the Lions got? I mean, I know, but of course, what do people say? So we have the Dallas Cowboys, which actually obviously has some large implications. Uh, if nothing else, at least for that number two spot, um, as far as NFC, the NFC standings as a whole. And then, uh, of course, we got the Minnesota Vikings closing out. And, you know, we will we will just have to see what type of implications are involved in that game. But um, not, nothing shall come easy, especially if uh, Minnesota is, is playing for something and um, – you know, I, I hope we ride it out and don't and don't have to take the foot off the gas because um this this is a this is a ride that I've been you know I'm I, I'm a, I'm along for the ride man I, I don't I don't want any cruise control hit. Been waiting thirty years. <laughs> well, we've had playoff games. We've had you know even last even last game up until you know up until what happened with Seattle. You know we were playing for something last year in the very last game so. Um, but yes, yes. As far as the division and 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 competing for the top top seeds, that is a very uh, long time coming. Rare, yeah. That is a rare feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't think you guys have been a, considered a contender in forever, mm-hmm. and now you are, which is good. Yeah. It's... Now the other team we didn't cover, but we sort of did, is the Packers. They play us this weekend, and then they host. Pays team the Bears in the final one, and hopefully they get stomped. And they're already planning their trips to the Bahamas, and Pay can go in there with another win. Did anybody see the Zaire Alexander situation? With what? Can someone explain? He got like suspended for. Uh, for all game. I saw was he was suspended for this game this weekend. Okay, it was someone with for the coin personal toss. contact or personal yeah. conduct, which yeah. makes you go, "Hmm, what did he do?" Yeah, it had something to do with the coin toss and him going out because he wasn't a captain and he's from Charlotte, so he wanted to be a part of it. So it was, but it's crazy that he ended up getting Weird. suspended for that. That's kind of a, that's wild. There's uh, something I wanted to bring to you guys, and I got a question. I personally don't like how they stacked all of the division games near the end of the season. I like to see them um, see more. Uh, more towards the middle of the season as opposed to the last because to play Minnesota one week and then play another team and then play Minnesota again to end the season and kind of, I don't want to, I mean, I guess it works out if I don't know. I just, I want to see more variety near the end of the season. You know, how do you feel about that Dave? with all these games? He's, division games packed at the end of the season. Well, I have no problem with having all three teams packed at the end of the season, the three opposing teams, right? Where the division plays itself in the last three or four weeks. That's fine. Because 
you're competing. It's it's dollars. It's hey, I we could be you know badly if it wasn't if we'd won, it would be this is for the division in the last game of the season. It's not, but it could be that way. And of course, networks want that, and the NFL wants that. It brings eyeballs to TV and money through their tills, and they're all happy about that. So I have no problem. I would like to put three in the first half and then three in the second half of the season. I think that's more spread out, but I understand why they do that. And I think doing it that way would be just as well received because at the beginning of the season, everybody's optimistic and, hey, there's a chance we can go up there and beat them. And then we get our one leg up on the division and then wait till the end of the season to pick up the teams on the opposite side away or home. I think it would be fine, but they don't do that. It's, it's all plugged into a computer. They run the 10 million times. They do try to focus on who they think is going to be battling for the division at the end. And, you know, they work out conflicts with the stadiums and the TV networks and all that sort of stuff. And it all goes into it, but it should get better year after year. I would think with the computer doing most of the work now. Yeah. Hey, before I get your take, I got to answer this. Uh, <laughs> I got to answer this. Roger Hayes, I wouldn't disagree with that about the Bears, but I would not throw stones while in the Detroit glass house. Let me tell you something about Raj. Raj is a, 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 a good friend of me and Foster's. He's a wonderful person. But in sports, he's what we call an op. He's from Ohio. <laughs> he's an Ohio State Buckeye fan. And he likes the Colts. He does not like anything Michigan sports-wise or Detroit. So he's not throwing rocks from a from a Detroit glass house, so to speak. He's throwing them from an Indiana Colts glass house. So go ahead and have at it with him. But he is not a Lions fan or any kind of Michigan fan whatsoever. Our, our house is very as fragile as glass, though. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what do you think about the uh, the schedule with all the it makes? Especially when the there's th- there's pl- games, there's important games to be played late in the year. I mean, it makes for important games as opposed to a Chicago versus Arizona, or you know, you know, uh, yeah, it, it makes it makes for important football late in the year. We know how competitive the NFC North games normally are. Um, so it, I think it's I think it's good. It creates a nerve wracking situation for us in this particular year where the Vikings were still in it this late in the year when it feels like they maybe shouldn't have been. But um, but uh, but yeah, it but essentially it's the way you would want it. You would, the way you would want it to be um, as far, you know, as far as like you said, the the dollars and and, you know, just within within our uh, cohorts it, it makes sense for sure for sure pay as a baseball fan i like it okay it's you know play it play a team play another team and play that same team right back over again makes me no makes me no different and if you pack them up pack them all in at the end of the season you make you make those games. You make the division up for grabs in December, so it's added added TV quality, added drama. I guess, man. I, I mean, I see. I can see both sides. I just personally didn't 
I like more spread out. Or, yeah, and of course, or, the Bears and the Packers like late season games at their place. Their weather. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did when we played outside. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Now, let's see. We can talk about the future. I mean, let's go beyond the season like Dave, we, like we, Dave mentioned earlier. And uh, draft needs. Uh, I let Pay go first because he's in denial about Maserati Marv. But with the first pick, what, is, what direction would you like to see Chicago go? I want them to draft Caleb Williams. Okay. I there there's only two things that I'm I'm I would like them to do. They either trade back with uh, New New England or Arizona, and still and you know be able to get a tackle or. Uh oh. Hold on. It's doing it again. <laughs> Dave. I want quarterback of the future. Okay. For the Minnesota Vikings. Now there's a plethora of of, of quarterbacks that's that'll be mm-hmm. available for the draft. Do you have one in mind? Oh, I want May, but our chances of it depends how we finish. How close to the top can we get and have a willing trade partner and not cost three first round draft picks type deal? To get up there. And the closer you are, the less it costs. But we also have to find a willing trade partner. Now, if the Bears select Caleb Williams, obviously we're probably not going into the number one position. But they're going to come back around and they'll be drafting at what? Eight, nine, ten, somewhere near near us. Mm -hmm. Say they're ahead of us. At that time, we might trade up there if they're willing to trade because Quasi Adolfo Mensa, our GM, is willing to trade within the division, as we found out, <laughs> to the chagrin of players when he traded with the Detroit Lions. If they're willing to do that, if we get in the right position and they have a quarterback that they fancy at that position, mm-hmm. I think they're going to take him because of the advent advantages of having a quarterback on a rookie contract and then building the rest of the team. The Vikings are pretty well built, especially on offense, young, bunch of stars, studs. We need help on defense, though. Uh, So they're going to have to focus some effort over on that side. But if you build up the team and then plop in that rookie quarterback, he has a much higher chance of success then if you start with the rookie quarterback and then have to build a team around him, then they tend to get ruined. So we'll find out. I mean, whoever comes in, he's got the receiving core. He's, you know, TJ yeah. Hawkinson will eventually be back, even if it is December of next year. You have Jordan Addison. You have Justin Jefferson. We'll probably have Powell back. Uh, I don't expect Osborne to be back. I expect him to get a payday elsewhere. But we will have wide receivers is generally not our problem. We will have people to throw, and we've got a good young line that's all under contract, except for Dalton Reisner, our left guard, which I suspect will re-sign him. And 
we're ready to rock and roll on the offensive side. On the defensive side, however, we need pass rushers. Pass rushers, pass rushers, pass rushers, and we also need some corners. But it is. It is what it is. We'll see how it goes. Now, you, you mentioned uh, May out of North Carolina, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Is that the consensus of the fan base, or is that just something that you – No, it's generally the consensus of the fan base. That's who they – the majority of them want. I mean, they're mentioning everybody from yes. Phoenix to Knicks to, um, well, who are they? some of the other lesser ones? But, you know. Jaden. Yeah, Jaden. Uh, McCarthy is a big one because they see him almost every weekend. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, but May would be the optimum choice for the Vikings. Hey, you want to finish your uh, statement there? Uh, I mean, uh, only thing for me is uh, Caleb Williams is the only quarterback out there that I think would uh, be worth it. You know, Uh, Justin Fields is talented, immensely talented. And I don't think any of the other quarterbacks other than him are worth the uh, worth moving on from Justin at this moment. If, if anything else, we trade back with New England and Arizona, stay in the top three, and get some more assets. Right, right. We're going to uh, take that a would be, oh, go ahead. That would be real smart of Chicago to do. If you don't yeah. get the quarterback you want, trade back, build a couple more. You guys are well on the way of rebuilding that team. Mm-hmm. For sure. We're going to take another 10 seconds for, uh, for our ads. We'll be right back. And I know what the Lions want, uh, should get. But Foster, I'm going to let you have your take draft-wise for the future uh, 2024 season. Uh, positions you feel that need to be addressed in the draft. Uh, we don't know exactly what we're picking. I have to assume it's not uh, probably in the top probably in the top 20. Yeah. Uh, no, you'll be, be in the – you'll be past 20. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it wouldn't be a, a a close pick at all. But what would you like to see uh, come out of this draft that's coming up? Uh, that's, that we that's, are attending. Yeah, we will be in the building. That'll be that'll be, be in the city. So um, we'll be around. But uh, yeah, definitely the, the the best available edge rusher. You know what at at whatever position that is. Um, you know, outside of Hutch, who only has six and a half sacks. Um, I think our next top rusher, I mean, our next best uh, sack getter is um, Ali McNeil, who's been hurt for a couple of weeks. He'll be back soon. So excited about that. But I, beyond beyond that, because he's an inside rusher who is most of a mostly run stopper. We got corners and safeties who who are our best, you know, sack, you know, sack guys. So if he's had three, three in the last couple of weeks and he's close to the top and then you had like. Brian Branch and a couple other, you know, a lot of secondary guys, a lot of, a lot of safeties and corners who are getting the sacks as opposed to edge rushers and other inside guys. So that that is a, definitely a major need for us. But outside of that, um, an outside corner, we we got we got some some good safety, some good playmakers, um, some good nickelbacks. But as far as the outside corner position, that has been kind of by committee as of lately. So. 
We need a, a certified official outside cornerback um, to shore up that other side outside of Cameron Sutton, who's done a great job this year. So um, a, a, a nice shutdown outside cornerback would, would be nice right now. But either or, edge or outside corner. I, I can't think of anything else that that is a higher priority than those two positions. Um, Those are my sentiments pretty much um, a rush in or a corner need someone opposite of a uh, reliable opposite of uh hutch and someone opposite of cam sudden. Um, so that's the direction I would head and wish for a dozen minute. I don't have anybody in particular except for a corner. I would love to see Kool-Aid uh, drafted by us from Alabama. He'd be, a good corner on the other side there, a good start, but who knows if he'll be there. Um, Cause I think they're going to, with having a lower pick and we're not used to this foster having a lower pick. It's, weird. it's, weird. it's like, you're going to take whatever's available. Um, um, so hopefully some stuff can get addressed in free agency as well. And there's a lot of, uh, we do have free agent money out there. So hopefully we can get a, uh, address uh one of those positions through free agency so with us drafting so low uh lower than usual I mean, but brad holmes has made some magic out of you know some second brian branch and sam laporta he he's made some things work later on in that early pick so well you know not to you know toot our own horn but the three picks that he had with gibbs laporta and branch Last year, our were really good picks and paying off, and I didn't agree with any of them. No, no. <laughs> so what are they? What are they doing? We don't. And they they are playing pretty good. They had they've had major contrib- contributions all year. Yeah. So that's what I would like. Do you all still have any picks from LA? I think we uh, I think we have one more. I think somebody said we have one more. Um, but That's a good question. When when you look at who those picks have turned into, nearly all of them are contributing right now. All the way down to Josh Pascal, who's been solid, you know, solid. But yeah, I think we I think we may have one more, but I I could be making that up. I'm going to check it out now and see. Yeah, I want to see if I can find that. On. That's uh, according, according to Fanspo, the Detroit Lions do not own any more L.A. picks, well, at least for this 2024 draft. No. Um, they do have, a, they do have a, a third rounder coming from Minnesota. And, yeah, that's it. It's just all their own picks next year. Yeah. Oh. The deal was a 2021 20. 22 and 2023rd pick with the uh, Stafford. So yeah, that's that's a done deal. Who won that trade? I can't say because the Rams won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they Damn, that trumps everything. Yeah, so I can't. I mean, it's it's still a work in progress. Um, but as of right now, the Rams. If oh, if he was the last official pick from the, 
it's still kind of yet to be seen, though. We got these guys are young, and these guys are like some of these guys could be future future Pro Bowl guys. So right now, Rams, no doubt. Right about now, Rams, it. no no argument on that. But um, yeah, and then hey, they, and you, you gotta factor go in they got the picks too. You said what? If you guys go on to win the Super Bowl this year, it would obviously flip. Yeah, yeah. They they got picks too, though. And I don't know who they got out of these picks, but so you kind of have to factor that in too. But I'm not mad. It is what it is. We got golf out of it. <laughs> Yay. Might be might be paying him. <laughs> might be paying him for the long haul. <laughs> hey. We better. According I, I, I'm gonna reserve my statement on that. <laughs> according to Tankathon, as of this last week, with two weeks to go. Chicago sitting with the first pick, thanks to Carolina. Right. Mm-hmm. They come in with the eighth pick, how they haven't projected. Green Bay comes in with the twelfth pick. Minnesota with the fifteenth. And once you get done scrolling, they have the Detroit Lions with the twenty-eighth pick in the first round. <laughs> That's like the second round. Jesus. That's something we haven't seen in. A mighty long time. Ever. I me never. I ain't never seen 20. Usually a top five. Top top five pick. 12 at the yeah. at the least. Yeah. Whew. 20. That's a long time to wait. Good thing we got free agent money. So. Well, we can wrap this up. If you wanna, I don't know if we already did it. I don't know if you already told people where you can catch you guys' show and when your next show is. Dave has a show today, for sure. And I've tuned into it. It's pretty, pretty dope. And uh, Dave, you can tell them what time you're on and what time you're on every week. Uh, We're going to be on tonight at 6 p.m. Central because our team is in the Central Times Division. We are going, uh, we're asking where do the Vikings go from here after that loss last week to the Detroit Lions? It's uh, we're doing a little soul searching, going to talk about quarterbacks, who we expect to play this weekend, how that's going to go, what's going to happen with all the injuries, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. etc. Cetera. Should be an interesting and fun show. Vikings fans are a little bit, uh, I want to say, tired on the season. They've gone through a lot with the highs and the lows, injuries, and and all the injuries. And that's the fact we were still in it. And, you know, we started out one and four, and then we came back, we're five and five. And, and, you know, we all bought in and everything was looking great. And then we brought in, you know, Dobbs. Dobbs looked great the first two games. And then we went, and, you know, the whole thing, the roller coaster has us exhausted. So, but it's going to be fun because we play that team from Wisconsin and none of us like losing to that team with from Wisconsin. So let's see if we get a little pumped up tonight and pull out a win with the, you know, the mash unit assembly that we'll have this weekend. Who knows? And you can find Vikings first and skull stuff on your favorite podcast aggregator. We're on all of them. You can find Vikings first and skull on YouTube at Vikings first and skull. And you can find our writing over at Vikings on Fans First Sports Network, and today we're having our first mock draft go up. Oh, wow. so that tells you what we're thinking about. That's where you can find us, or you can find us, you know, 
you know I'm chatting with Pay and Foster and June mm-hmm. as we talk the division, and we have a great time doing it. We'd love to have a Packers fan who does podcasts join us. For sure. For sure. Pay, what's up? What's what's up? Bear down. What's what, what's going on? Bears up, Packers down. So we've got a show coming up tonight, Pay Dirt. It is our uh, weekly football gambling show. We talk about well, the lines for college football and and pro football. That's That will be out on our YouTube ch- uh, channel in about two hours. Uh, other than that, we've got our game preview. That will be posted up tomorrow. You would have clips on that on YouTube. But the full shows, you can get an audio everywhere you get your podcast, whatever podcast platform that you prefer. We are there. Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Pandora. We're, we're everywhere. You can find us. Uh, you check us out on TikTok as well. Check us out on uh, on Facebook. We're all there at the, the Bear Claw Pod on YouTube is at Frustrated Chicago Sports Fans. Check us out. We've got all the... All the clips, all the memes, all the fan engagement, poll questions you can handle. You don't even have to be a Chicago fan. If you just, if you just like laughing at Chicago losing teams, check us out. <laughs> Foster. Yeah. Um, Lions got a big game this week against the Dallas Cowboys, who are 7-0 and at home. Uh, they're coming off two, lo- two tough losses on the road against the Bills and Dolphins. The Lions are getting more and more healthy. We got C.J. Gardner-Johnson coming back this week, and uh, we got Aleem McNeil and James Houston on deck pretty soon. So uh, it should be interesting the last couple games of the year. I'm excited. Um, But, yeah, definitely want to check us out. We got a a preview for that Dallas Cowboys game coming up uh, tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, just uh, check us out on Bleachers Speakers everywhere. Just Google it and, you know, our Instagram will come up and our podcast. And we are um, on Motor City Metrics as far as YouTube is concerned. But, uh, yeah, other, other than that, uh, we uh, still celebrating a little bit around here, man. We, I like hol- that. Holiday season. <laughs> I, I like to add also that me and Foster have started a – we haven't really we haven't put anything on there yet, but we have a new YouTube channel of our own, uh, Bleachers and Speakers. We ain't asking everybody to subscribe and uh, hit the alert button. Um, we haven't posted anything on there yet. There will be something posted on there later today. Mm-hmm. So. Make sure you share the link. Yes, absolutely. Will do. And once again, all hail the new king. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Foster, don't overdo it. Hey, <laughs> we got a relish in this. We got hey, a relish. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, just, I'm, just, I'm still. There's <laughs> a lot of history going on in Detroit, man. I, 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 hey, you know, at one end, I'm happy for you. Oh. First division. Yeah, first division title in what 30 years, and then you know, some other history that the, the basketball team made last night. I mean, oh boy, it's you you almost got muted there, pay. <laughs> you, just, you just oh, 
I sniffed out the slander. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. It's not slander. It's, it's true. not slander. <laughs> it's not slander. It feels I, like slander. I've never muted a guest before. This that was almost. <laughs> hey, oh, we got to talk, buddy. We got to talk. It's it's always darks before the dawn. You know that, this. That hurt. That, that's... We, sacri- we sacrificed that team for yes, the, yes, for the yes, you did. Yeah, like Thanos. There you go. There you go. <laughs> You know, I almost wore my Thanos glove today. I was going to, you know, but not going to do it. Not going to do it. Well, gentlemen, I thank you for being on the show. I look forward to next week. Uh, we we are here every Wednesday talking football. And, you know, for those that are out there watching and listening, uh, we, me and Foster have made two friends by doing this show with pay and Dave and Dave said something at the beginning of the season that football brings people together and uh, would have probably never met pay or Dave without doing this show or football. So I want to thank them. I want to wish them happy holidays and all that good stuff. And I appreciate you bleachers, bleachers to speakers appreciates you and you've made us doing our show a lot easier and a lot better to do. The feelings are mutual, John. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. And may all three of our teams win this week. For sure. (laughs) You you didn't say that last week. What? No. (laughs) So what happens if the Bears beat Atlanta? I mean, what happens to Atlanta? Will they be knocked out? I doubt it. <laughs> where that, that division that, is going. Yeah, where that division is going, a seven-win team might win it. They lost to Carolina, though. Wow. Tampa's wow. one game up on them, so. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, we'll get out of here. Thank you guys for checking us out. We appreciate everyone. Uh, Till next week.